Yeah. What's going on, everybody? This is the Sports Ethos Toronto Raptors Podcast. The new and improved Toronto Raptors Podcast. And I'm your host, your new host, Ben Stortini. But please, in this universe, in this galaxy, you can call me El Hoopo. Man, that feels good. <laughs> El Hoopo. Huh. This is the new and improved Sports Ethos Toronto Raptors podcast. Like I said, and I'm El Hoopo. Every podcast, I'm going to start off with a little bit of, it's a human element. I want to add a, a human side to all of this. Even though this is a Toronto Raptors podcast, I want to add a little human touch to it. So off top of every episode, either it's going to be a story of something that just happened, a current event, something that sparked my interest, something human to start off the show with. And today, because this is the first episode, I wanted to introduce myself correctly to you, give you a little idea of who I am and how wild it is that I'm doing this right now. I mean, I'm 42 years old now. Here I am hosting this new Toronto Raptors podcast on the Sport Eth- on Sport Ethos. And the Toronto because the Toronto Raptors just seem to always find themselves in my life. They just keep popping up here and there. My entire life, they just seem ever since the inaugural season, they just keep popping up in my life. And I wanted to tell a story with that as an example so you get an idea of what I mean. So like I said, I'm 42 years old and I've lived in Toronto now. Man, I'm pushing over 30 years now. I'm going to try to make this story real quick. I want to get into, you know, the gut of this story of this podcast. But like I said, I want to give you an example here. I must have been in my 20s. I was living on the west side of Toronto. It was around the time that Tracy McGrady, Tracy was traded from the Raptors to the Orlando Magic. Now, at that time, I was doing music. I was doing shows around the city at local bars, local clubs, uh, had a little, you know, had a little thing going on. It was a lot of fun. My name at the time was Poe. And I was doing one of my shows on this particular night at Clinton's Tavern, which is at Bloor and Christie. Nice little spot. Again, I don't remember what year it was, but early 20s, mid 20s, my mid 20s. And that night, great show from what I remember. A lot of friends showed up. A lot of people I didn't know. It was a great crowd, great vibe, great show. I just remember it was a great show, and I was feeling really good. At the end of the night, after the show was done, we were walking around. We were enjoying some more cocktails, a little after party in the club. Or not in the club, in the bar. And as I was walking through the bar, I saw one of my friends. He was sitting at a table with this older gentleman. They called me over. So I went over introed each other intros were done sat down and he said to me look he looked at me and he said it's a great show tonight i really enjoyed your stuff i really enjoyed your music i said thank you he said i heard you're a huge raptors fan i said absolutely yeah absolutely a huge raptors fan he said okay listen here here's here's the deal if you answer three raptor trivia questions correctly i'll, I'll buy your cd yeah at the time we were selling cds so again showing my age I said, all right, bet. See, his first question, I still remember his first question. He asked me, on draft day, who did we trade, or not we, who did the Toronto Raptors trade to get Vince Carter on draft? I said, Antoine Jameson. Boom. Every question he threw, boom, boom, boom. Got it. Didn't get one wrong. 
So at the end of that, he said, all right, he bought my CD. We sat around, it must have been, I don't know, an hour or two, you know, just just chatting, just just chopping it up at the table. And finally at the end, I said, all right, you know, we're saying our goodbyes. He said, listen, I just wanted to let you know, I work for the, he, he let me know he worked for the Toronto Raptors as the, um, the entertainment director, in-house entertainment director at the ACC at the time, which is Scotiabank Arena now, Air Canada Center. He said, listen, send me your, send me an email tomorrow with all your contact information and we'll see what we can do. You never know. Maybe I can get your music played at, at a game. I was like, oh man, and this is 2, 3 a.m. at this time. And you know, oh, okay, sure, sure thing. But I appreciate that. It's amazing. I said, all right, cool. Took his contact information. Next day, I did reach out to him, sent him sent him an email, like I said I would. And a week or two passed, and I didn't hear from him. But then, boom, I get an email from him. I look at my email. It's from Jim Rowe. That was his name, Jim Rowe. I open up the email. Sure enough, he says, what are you doing this Sunday? I got five tickets. Come see the Orlando Magic versus the Raptors. I said, oh, man. I wrote him back. Absolutely, that's amazing. Thank you so much. So we go to the game. Brought four of my friends. And we're sitting, I think it was it was 10 rows up from, from the court, from court side. Best seats I've ever had. And we're sitting there, we're enjoying the game. Two quarters in, right before halftime. Not even thinking about the idea of you know, my music getting played at a Raptor game. So halftime comes. There comes Jim Rowe walking up the aisle with his headset on. He comes up, I'm feeling like a superstar at this point. I'm just feeling like, man, I am, I'm, I'm, man, I'm just feeling good about myself. He says, come with me. You know, introductions. He introduces himself to my friends. Boom, boom. He brings me down to courtside. He points up at the big screen. And TS, there was a TSN update going on. He said, watch, watch what comes on after this in 10 seconds. So, man. <laughs> I was like, man, come on. So we're counting down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. I'm looking up. 4, 3, 2. I'm like, come on. 1. Boom. My music starts to play. I can't express over this microphone into this podcast right now what that felt like. It was one of the most incredible feelings to this day I've ever had. You know, seeing these ball players like Tracy warming up, my music's playing in the background. You know, he's moving his head, he's bobbing his head a little bit, just a little bit. He was enjoying it a little bit. Um, Man, to this day, I just want, so basically my point is I just wanted to take the opportunity because I never, after thanking him that day, never again reached out to thank him. And I want to thank Jim Rowe for that, for giving me that opportunity and that, that moment in my life that will never go away. It was, it was incredible. And I want to thank you for that. That's a good person to stick to their, to their word. He said he was going to do it and he did it. Man, like I said, now here I am hosting a Toronto Raptors podcast for the sports ethos and nothing better I'd rather be doing than talking hoop and talking about my favorite basketball team, Toronto Raptors. Speaking of which, let's get going. Oh, you can reach me on Twitter at El Hoopo, E-L-H-O-O-P-O. Currently, I'm only at four followers. Now, listen, I just joined Twitter literally last month so I could jump on this podcast. So, don't judge me by four followers. I'm I'm just, just getting my big toe wet in this big pool they call Twitter. So please mind that number. But let's get that up. Let's get that up. Toronto. Toronto was playing yesterday. Let's let's get into why you're here. 
<sighs> that was a big long story. I apologize for that. But but I don't apologize for that. The Toronto Raptors were at home yesterday and they were playing the Utah Jazz. They lost this one. 122 to 116. Now, I could sit here and I could do a bunch of X's and O's. Talk about who missed what and, and, and what defense wasn't used and what offense was wasn't used and, and this and that. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to sum up the game in a situation that we can all understand. Even fans, not fans of basketball can understand. I thought hard about this. How, how can I, what can I compare this to? What can I compare this game to? And it came to me. This is what happened last night against the Utah Jazz. If this game was a date, if this day, if this game against the Jazz was a girl, we'll, we'll, we'll call it, we'll, we'll call the date game, and the Raptors took game on a date, the Raptors were killing it the entire night. Dinner was right. The restaurant was perfect. Held open the door. Chivalry was there. The chair was pulled. The wine was served. The right food was picked. Your jokes were hitting. Your jokes were on point. Entire night, she was giggling. She couldn't keep her eyes off of you. But that only lasted for 85% of the night. Because at the end of the night, when you thought everything was going perfect, nothing could go wrong. Right at the end of the night... You forgot her name. You forgot her name. And she stormed out of the restaurant. Game over. That's what happened last night against the Jazz. The Raptors had it the entire night. Nothing could go wrong. I swear, every time they look at the score last night, Raptors were up by 15. Jazz had no answer. I just sat back, barely watched. Just oh, look at that. Boom. Precious Ochoa. Precious Ochoa over Kessler. Kaboom. Twice. Kaboom. Chris Boucher. Akaka. Fred Van Vliet. Gary Trent. Scotty Barnes. Uh-oh. Magic. Oof. James Worthy. Everything was going right. But then boom. Forgot the poor girl's name at the end of the game. And she stormed out and you lost. Just like that. <laughs> Utah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do points for both. I'm not just going to talk about the Raptors. There was another team involved in this date. And it was the Utah Jazz. I have a few points that definitely stuck out while I was watching this. This beautiful date unfold in front of my eyes. And the first was Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. The clear winner at the end of the deadline with the Utah Jazz, with Conley leaving to go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Colin Sexton's line was 22, 5, 6, 2, and 2. 8 for 4. Dang. He could not be stopped. But the thing that stuck out to me was his confidence and his speed. This dude was going so fast. You know how fast he was going? 
<laughs> Excuse me. This is how fast he was going. Colin Sexton was going at the speed that I was going when I was in India on a train after eating street food in Delhi. It hit me. It hit me. It hit me when I got on that train. And I was in my cart. And everything in the entire universe said, find a bathroom now. Go, Ben. Go. You got to go now. And I went as fast as I could. Boom, 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 boom. Found a bathroom. Opened the door as fast as I could. Look, there's no toilet. No, no, no. No. There's a hole in the floor. And I can see the tracks going by. And one bar to hold on to with feces on the wall. Now that speed I had to get to that bathroom is the speed that Colin Sexton was playing at last night. <laughs> he could not be stopped. He just kept going and going and going. He must have took pre-workout. I salute you, Colin Sexton. That was, that was a night. Next note that I saw was our boy Kelly Olenek. The Canadian legend with 15, 7, 8, 1, and 1 at 50% shooting. He looks healthy, and that's what matters. Because he was out for quite a while with a bad ankle sprain. And to be honest, I thought he was going to get traded. But after watching him last night, looking healthy, he's, he's a damn good fit in Utah. Him, Markinen, Sexton, Kessler, he just he fits in. And I think it's a perfect fit for him. And I hope he succeeds. Because he's got game. And lastly, I want to shout out Utah Jazz head coach Will Hardy. Because at the end of the game when Toronto Raptors forgot her name, he called a timeout at the right time. He drew up the right play at the right time. And the Utah Jazz won the game. They closed it out right. So kudos to you, coach. But that is enough of talking about the Utah Jazz. Let's talk about the Toronto Raptors now. Some of the notes that I came out with after this game, besides the fact that the defense was like playing volleyball in quicksand at the end of the game, impossible, gassed. The lack of bench was evident. There's one player, Malachi Flynn, who got six minutes, who I wish those six minutes would have gone to elsewhere and that man is Jeff Doughton Jr. I want to see Jeff Doughton Jr. get some bench run. Give him a chance Nick. Give him 10 minutes. See what he does with the bench. He's a new set of, he's, he's, he's a new set of eyes that I believe sees the game the right way. And I believe he has the confidence in his teammates. I do. From the other times I've seen him play, he gets something new. Something, something is brewing with this guy. I get the feeling, the same feeling I had that I had with Fred Van Vliet. I gassed him up at the barbershop. I was telling everybody about Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet. And boom, he became who he is. Not saying, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to be cocky about that. But I saw it. And I see this, I see there's something, there's something about Jeff Doughton Jr. And the lack of bench, the lack of fire coming off the bench right now, I think he might be that match. 
but we'll see. So this game was a day after the trade deadline. Everybody thought Masai was going to get rid of the core, trade OG, trade Pascal, trade Fred, start fresh, give Scotty the keys. He did exactly the opposite of that. He got a big. He brought back the Yak. Yak of Pirtle is a Raptor. Once again. Now, I don't know what fans expected to see out of him in his first game back. Seeing that he was just here as a spur on Wednesday. Traded that night. And then plays the game on Friday. Zero practice. Doesn't know the schemes. He has some familiarity with Pascal, of course, with Fred, with OG. OG was sitting with the injury. But what I wanted to see personally was how did his size look on the court? How did he look with Scotty? How did he look with Pascal? How did he look with Gary Trent and Fred? Was that pick and roll there? I can see the Scotty and Jakob pick and roll is going to be dangerous. Jakob's basketball IQ is off the charts. His touch... His nose for the ball. Personally, I think it's a perfect fit. Personally. I think it was a great get by Masai and Bobby. Why not fight to get in the playoffs? Why not? not, I I can go back to the Jazz now and say, you know, everybody thought they were going to tank. But you watch them play. This is not a tanking team. That team wants to win. Do the Raptors want to tank? No, the Raptors do not want to tank. That's not, you, you can't insert that into the blood of, the, of a franchise because you'll be stuck there for years to come. Like look at OKC right now. Tanked for years. Now they win some games, but they still, to, to, to the average fan, that's a tanking team. But they're not even tanking anymore. Some would say maybe they are, but they're not. They're not tanking anymore. Anyways, I'm off track. Let's get back to the Raptors. And Messiah doesn't want to tank. Don't get that twisted. Messiah does not want to tank. The Tampa year, that was different. This is a whole different galaxy we're in right now. And Messiah does not want to tank. Messiah did, on the trade deadline, what I believe 75% of the... I'd say even more, 85-90% to 90% of the fan base was sure... Masai was going to trade at least one piece of the core. Rumors of three first-rounders for OG, three first-rounders for Fred. Nothing. He kept the core. Telling this current roster, I still have faith in you. I still want to see you succeed. Do you know how special that is in life? Let's just break that down on a human level. For somebody to believe in you that much, where all the pressure around them is saying, we need a change. This isn't working. What are you doing? All the noise is against you. But yet, that leadership that you're surrounded with believes in you, cuts that noise out, and keeps you that fills your backpack up with confidence. 
that fills you up with joy. And that's one of those things in life that's priceless. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And he did that. These players will go to war for Messiah. These players will go to war for the Toronto Raptors. Win or lose, they will never not fight. I swear, Messiah was probably in his office, feet up on his desk, taking calls on his Blackberry, listening to Al Green. Let's stay together. That's what he did. The roster stayed together. And it's beautiful. Not only did it stay together, he brought back a piece from the past. I'm telling you, this is 6D interdimensional space chess that he's playing. He is the nebula. Messai, Messai, the Nebula. What's next for the Toronto Raptors? What's NXET? It's me, Warren to the Jigga Jeezy. The Detroit Pistons are next. Now, on a personal level, I'm really looking forward to this because I'm taking my six and a half year old daughter to this game. It's her first NBA game. I'm looking forward to getting there early with her, let her get whatever she wants. Urge her to get a Scotty Barnes jersey. I'm just really looking forward to this. On a hoop level, I'm looking forward to seeing Jalen Dern get about 50, 60 rebounds. And on the Raptors end, I'm looking forward to seeing Jakob get more into Raptor shape, so to speak. A few more minutes. A couple weeks, he's, he's going to fit like a glove. And I want to end this pod the way we started with a human element. I'm going to go back to the analogy, the game summary that the Raptors forgot her name. But in real life, this happens. You might be on a date tonight and you may have forgotten her name. How would you get out of that? How would you get out of that, El Hoopo? Well, friend, listener, this is how. Let me take a drink. If you're sitting at a table right now on a date and you're looking at her eyes, a date's great, you're having a lot of fun, but you forgot her name. This is what you do. Listen carefully. Ask her, you want to see a magic trick? She's going to say, okay. Say, okay. I got a magic trick for you. I want you to pull out any card, any ID, anything with your name on it and pass it to me. She's going to be, oh, okay, well, I'll have this. She pass an ID. Say, okay, close your eyes. Look down at the card, and you see her name. Oh, look at this. Nikki. Okay, open your eyes. What is it? Well, here's your card back. Well, what's the magic trick? Oh, that's nothing. But, but, Nikki, would you like to have another drink? Okay. That's how, folks, you get her name. On that note, that's what we're going to call this episode. Messiah is the nebula. Messiah is the nebula. Nikki, want another drink? Want another drink? Thank you, everyone, for listening. 
This has been a Sports Ethos presentation of the new and improved Toronto Raptors podcast. You can find me, El Hufo, on Twitter at E-L-H-O-O-P-O. That's at El Hufo. Messiah is the Nebula. Messiah is the Nebula.